Welcome to the Gospel Addict Podcast. I'm Greg Bryan. And I'm Jim Reske. We're gospel addicts because we believe the gospel of Jesus isn't just good news, it's the best news ever. We're addicted to the gospel because it doesn't just start us out in the Christian life, it is the Christian life. Join us as we look at the Bible through the lens of the gospel. Thanks so much for listening. So let's move forward. So then verse three, he says, for for by the grace given to me, I say to every one of you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. For as in one body, we have many members and the members do not all have the same function. So we, though many, are one body in Christ and individually members of one another, having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them if prophecy in proportion to our faith, if service in our serving, the one who teaches in his teaching, the one who exhorts in his exhortation, the one who contributes in generosity, the one who leads with zeal, and the one who acts, who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. Um, just so this section kind of, he lays out these kind of like spiritual gifts and how we're, we're all part of one body of Christ, but God has given us each, uh, given us gifts, gifts of the spirit. And I like at the very beginning, he, he, he kind of, it's almost like a little bit of a warning of just saying, Hey, receive these gifts with humility. Um, you know, um, and realize that they're gifts, they're gifts of grace there. You did nothing to deserve these gifts. You did nothing to earn these gifts. And uh, don't think of yourselves more highly than you ought to think um, when you practice these gifts. And in, in some of my research, just so you know, um, there's seven gifts listed here. Okay. Um, and what's interesting about that is if you're into numerology, you know, the, the number seven people that are into the, like the Bible and numbers, the number seven represents like the perfect number or the number of completion. And so, you know, you could say, well, these are these seven gifts, but we know in other passages of scripture, Paul lists out other spiritual gifts, but they're basically prophecy, service, teaching, exhortation, giving, leadership, and mercy. But um, do you guys have any, uh, any, any thoughts on, on, on this uh, section? Well, I, I got a question, just reading it now, Greg, with you, and this is kind of what we do in the podcast. We look at this stuff and say, what do you think this means? I don't know. What do you think it means? That's what a lot of our conversations are like, right? Yeah. So we just look at the Romans 12, verse 2. Oh, well, let me tell you this, because this might help um, as you know, think about it. I, just find, I did find kind of a very, very, very summary outline of the whole book of Romans on, in one of the commentaries. And it says everything in Romans up to this, Romans, from the beginning of Romans 1 to the, almost the end of Romans 11 is all about doctrine. And then the last couple of verses of Romans 11, he talks about how greater the, the riches and the wisdom of God. That's the doxology, just those few verses at the end of Romans 11. So doctrine, then doxology. And then the first two verses we just did in Romans 12, 1 and 2 are dedication. Therefore, present yourselves as a living sacrifice. And now everything else that comes after this is duty. So it's doctrine, doxology, dedication, and duty. I thought that was a very handy little outline for the whole book um so you turn from dedication the first two verses of romans 12 to duty and like you said now 
think of duty. But my question is, and I look at, I get the idea where they say in, in, in starting in verse four, look, you got all these spiritual gifts, seven gifts. You've got to use those to serve one another. So now, now that you understand the gospel, here's what you've got to do. And then if even further down in Romans 12, like starting in verse nine, there's all kinds of commands. We'll get to that. But what about verse three? Why is that in here? Why is three in here? Why is three the, the, the connector between, you know, this uh, dedication of Romans 12, one and two, and then starting to talk about spiritual gifts. It's like, don't, I, I, I love Romans 12, three, by the way, as a standalone verse. Like, just don't think of yourself more highly than you ought to think. Think to have sober judgment, have an accurate view of yourself. It's all about self-image. It's really, it's a cool verse. I'm just not sure I've thought of this before. How does that, why does he say that after Romans 12, 1 and 2? And then as a lead into the whole gift thing in, what do you, what do you, what do you think, Greg? I wonder, I wonder if it's, if it's not so much connected to 1 and 2 as it is connected to what comes after it. How's so? Basically saying, you know, with when it comes to spiritual gifts, you know, if you you think about some of those gifts that are listed here, um, you you can you know service, teaching, giving, leadership, mercy. Um, you can become pretty spiritual. I think it's I think it's about spiritual pride. Actually. Oh, like a, the pecking order of the gifts that some might be seen as more valuable than others. Yeah, or you might think of yourself as more important than others. Like, you know, I've got the gift of leadership. I've got the gift of teaching. You know, you have the gift of mercy. But, you know, where you just start comparing, you know, like the three of us, the three of us, God has given us different gifts. And with the, and when you mix in a person's personality and their their level of maturity, everybody's everybody's unique right like we all have like our fingerprint is unique we all our our spiritual giftedness is unique and it's meant to work together as part of a body but so often we can just get focused on comparing ourselves to other people and being like man i wish i had the gift of leadership like yeah. so and so or i just wonder if it if it if it has to do with the, it's almost a warning against spiritual pride well so maybe, that's my first thought and i could be wrong no no i think that's good i think that's good i think maybe maybe then the tie-in with like verse two that if you're comparing yourself in that pecking order or if you're if you're putting yourself more highly than others that is being that's thinking like the world thinks right that's conforming your thinking to the way the world looks at things always sizing up somebody else drawing your self-image from something you do or have that's better than somebody else Right. That's that would be thinking that's conformed to the world and not the re transformed by the renewal of your mind. So I could. So, so maybe like if you say, look, if you heard everything I just said, Romans one through 11, the gospel says you're a lost sinner. The gospel says you're you're completely justified, but only by his gift, what he did for you. You didn't earn any of it. You are completely holy in his eyes, but not because anything you did. You're the lost sinner. It's all a gift. Even if you have any great. Uh, you know, talents to give in the Christian body of Christ, like the way he lists here, they're all gifts. It's not you, it's all gifts. Therefore, you know, don't think the way the world thinks. Be transformed by the ruin of your mind. And here's a great example of that. Um, just use your gifts to serve each other and don't don't use it to build your self-image or, you know, your, your own 
spiritual pride. I just never put those together. I'm sorry, I didn't want to ask it. And, and Ali, I kept talking there. I don't know if you had any thoughts on that at all. I was just trying to put this together because I didn't. I never <laughs> thought of this before. Why do these verses come one after the other? Well, I'm just. I think it's more about you know, telling us that we all are uh, different in our talents and we all are different with our abilities, but still very important uh, and function as one body. Uh, and I think that's what we all are gifted. But if imagine if if Greg wasn't here with us, this podcast would not be as exciting as it is now. We'd be lost. Or, yeah, right. So I think it's like all we no jokes at all. <laughs> we wouldn't have any of the dad jokes. Exactly. <laughs> so it's like we all are important and we all function together. And that is when, you know, we are most... Uh, we are at our best or, you know, most productive. So I think that's what it is. That's a great thought here, here, just to close this out, you know, um, Paul is going to talk about how to exercise spiritual gifts, you know, as part of the body of Christ. And in this warning about humility seems to be in order because he's, uh, given the inordinate, inordinate pride that often arises from those who regard themselves as spiritually gifted, you know, mm. um, and this, I'm getting this from a help of a commentary. We should remember that spiritual giftedness does not equal spiritual maturity. Just because a person has a substantial spiritual gifts does not mean they are necessarily spiritually mature or a worthy example. Interesting. So, um, that reminds me of a story, Greg, I remember once about some, it was it happened a long time ago in England. It was some incredibly gifted preacher that was preaching and it was, it was, it was very, very young. And then a bunch of the senior pastors were, were just talking about him and reviewing what he was saying. And it was a he in the story. And they said, he's brilliant and this preaching is incredible. But then they all kind of said, yeah, but he hasn't, and they could put their finger on it. But after talking, they said, he just hasn't been knocked around by life. Has been hasn't been knocked around by life enough yet, you know. So that the giftedness was still there, and, and I, I, I don't know how the story ended. I'm sure that person became an even better preacher as they got knocked around by life and had those experiences, right? But um, what you just said reminded me of that story. You get these gifts, but you also bring to it um, your experiences. Um, God uses those experiences to shape you, and then, like you said, your personality as well. Yeah, I think. Uh... God also has this way of, you know, kind of teaching you how to stay grounded. You mm. know, every now and then I've, I've seen it in myself and I've seen it in so many people when they kind of achieve something or, you know, do something big that having that sense of pride, it's very easy to, to get that, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, I did. Oh, I did this. So, you know, it's, it's. I don't know if it's just our default setting. I don't know what it is, but you, you can you can easily have that pride in you for for being more successful or being more rich or it could be anything. So I think it, it is also kind of trying to tell us that no matter how talented you are, be humble, stay grounded. I yeah. like that. I it it is it is our default setting, don't yeah. you think, Jim? <laughs> yeah, I. I uh... I've said before, we human beings have a deep-seated need to look down our nose at somebody or something. 
no matter who you are, you're like, well, I'm not like those people over there. <laughs> and whatever it is, you're always looking down your nose at somebody for something. And maybe Paul's just setting it up here saying, guys, even if you're incredibly gifted, it's not you. It's all a gift. It's, it's a gift. For, it's called a gift for a reason. It comes from him. Right. And you don't need to think of yourselves more highly than you ought to think. I think uh, I can't. I think this came from Pastor Joe. Um, he used the example of like three helium balloons. I was just and, thinking the three balloon one, thing. One balloon. I was just thinking one, of that. one balloon is really high. One balloon is kind of in the middle, and one balloon is balloon is is low. And we always put ourselves in the middle. Right. We're the middle balloon. Our default setting is we're the middle balloon. We're always looking at people that are that that we think are better than us but then we're always we've always got to look down on somebody right. is, is that how that illustration goes yeah no i remember that <laughs> i thought he had other examples of that sermon that that's funny i was exactly i was thinking of the three balloon sermon as you were talking about that because that, that stuck with a lot of people was well, something about the way he described it and and only he had like he had the healing balloons on stage anchored just with different i remember that so do you remember I was that too there. i was really? i was at tcc at that no time. kidding <laughs> No kidding. Yeah, it was it was such a great example, such a simple concept. But yeah. you're right. You say, and, and, and I think one example we'd say, like, when I see someone driving, they're going like way too fast. They pass me in the highway. I say, well, that person's driving too fast. Then he comes up behind mm -hmm. someone who's driving too slow. I say, well, that person's driving too slow. But you always think I'm driving just right. <laughs> right? And uh, and the, to stay with the car thing, it was another example. He said, well, someone's got this fancy car. Well, that person's obviously too much in the money. And that per someone driving a, an old beater car, well, that person just doesn't. They're responsible like there's always the high balloon the low balloon you're putting yourself in the middle you know i'm goldilocks I'm, i got a chill so i think i think paul in this passage is like before he lists out these gifts he's basically saying hey i want all the balloons to be equal <laughs> yeah well at the same right? level <laughs> at the, yeah, at the same good. level and then maybe jesus is like a million miles up well or maybe you say look in the gospel all your balloons are completely empty and deflated they had nothing. If they're floating at all, it's because God gave it to you. There you go. There you go. It, we're probably pushing the analogy way too far, though. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Gospel Addict Podcast. Feel free to contact us via email at gospeladdictpodcast at gmail.com. Stay tuned for our next episode. And remember, on your worst days, you're never beyond the reach of God's grace. And on your best days, you're never beyond the need of God's grace. See you next time.